Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. podcast starting <laughs> we've been bullshitting for like an hour and a half yeah we really have <laughs> <laughs> um so fair warning because of recent events this might be a little bit of a buzzkill once again but it's not going to be as personal so yeah but uh so we are recording this on april the 1st April Fool's Day, and we have sad news because Nipsey Hussle died yesterday. No, he didn't die. He was murdered. He was murdered. They said five to the chest and one to the head. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Super fucked up outside of his own shit. Like, because of all the stuff he did... Like, I think they said he owned, like, 18 businesses. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, he had a lot of businesses and investments in the community and then out with the, out on the outskirts of the community. But he also was uh, teaching children how to invest and teaching them uh, how to work with, uh, like, in STEM jobs. Mm-hmm. Like coding and doing things like that. Uh, he was, as of today, he was actually supposed to meet with LAPD to discuss gang violence. And some weird irony, he died probably because of gang violence mm-hmm. in front of uh, his store. Well, his property oh. where he had many different businesses. One of which was a clothing line, which I'm sure is about to blow up. They are about to sell out on everything. I was looking at stuff and it was already starting to sell out yesterday. But I hate, though, that it takes for niggas to die for that kind of overwhelming support. I, and I know he had a lot of support beforehand, but it's it's it, true. But I think it's also because people really have a focus on you and they're looking at, like, they're pulling clips from his interviews and things he was talking about and discussing and how celebrities are reacting to the news so people are more interested in him. It's just like we were talking before we start recording. People are going to go back and watch these interviews and be like, he's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. He was already a legend before he died. But now the whole world knows that he's a legend. Like, we watched a Breakfast Club interview, which is part of the reason that we were bullshitting for like an hour. Because <laughs> we were just watching the Breakfast Club interview with him. Yeah. And the way he talked about stuff is the way that a lot of, like, uh, wannabe uh, quote-unquote businessmen 
say, but the level of sincerity that he put out there was different. Yeah, but then like <clears throat> the the time point at which he became interested in like communal wealth and like investing and all that stuff was at a super young age. Like he was right. really young. Right. And like gangbanging. <laughs> right. And I like I had I think I posted the interview where he was talking about um you know, just that kind of stuff. What I was just talking about investing in and in owning property and you know how uh how that's the way to kinda help the black community flourish flourish or whatever and his homies were just kinda in the background like Oh, this nigga on some shit. Yeah, like this ain't no regular gangbang. Oh, you thought this was a regular gangbang. Like, no, like But honestly, when you think about it, gang members are pretty smart. They know Mm -hmm. how because uh, honest gangs are fucking business. Yeah. They know about business and they know how to run businesses. If you want to learn about humans and how humans act under this uh, distress and other situations in study gangs. survival mode yes it's gang culture gang is nothing but just surviving being in a gang is nothing about it's about nothing but surviving right we were talking earlier i was talking about one of my friends uh from cali and he's a i ain't gonna sound his set but he's a, a he's a neighborhood crip he was affiliated yeah he was an affiliate of a crip set mm-hmm so he put me on game, and it was a couple other people I knew who were uh, members of gangs or gang affiliates. Like, they are very intelligent, especially the ones who are really about that life. Mm-hmm. Like, this going to be on some nerdy shit. But so <laughs> sometimes downstairs in our dorms, we would play spades if we weren't playing spades in the girls' dorms. Uh, so people be playing space down there, and sometimes I would bring my chessboard down, <laughs> <laughs> and so I would be like playing against people, and then teaching some people how to play, like because that's some juice shit that I would do. <laughs> it is very much, and all of the gang members I knew were the best fucking chess players. Like they whoop my fucking ass. I'd be like, what the fuck, <laughs> like. They were just on that shit. But, um, yeah, so, like, studying gangs and stuff teaches you how people, uh, how human beings really are at their most evolutionary, uh, I ain't gonna say primitive because that sounds fucked up, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, our basic needs of survival, like you said. But, uh, he was that dude was really he was really smart like it angers me that somebody like that I'll like I was a big fan of his music when I first got to know him and I kind of I didn't stay on top of him as much like later mm-hmm. even though I listened to a victory lap mm-hmm. um but I was always a fan of how he moved and his interviews and stuff. And he was always really insightful. So I was really excited to see where he was down the line when he's like a OG, like when he's like Snoop or Jay Z, like, because he had it. Yeah. 
and there's no telling what he would have been able to do. In the 33 years he was here, he did so fucking much. Like, you know, like when people talk about Tupac and they're like, oh, if Tupac was here, he'd probably be president of the United States or something. Like, mm-hmm. But Tupac was, that was only based on Tupac's intellect and the possibility of tomorrow. Nipsey was already living in that. Mm-hmm. He was, and he was just getting to the point to where it was about to be like a real life situation. But, of course, part of the problem of staying in your neighborhood is that that breeds some haters. And his last tweet was about uh, having strong, having really strong haters is a blessing or something. It was something to that effect. An hour later, he was dead. It's just fucking sad. It's just crazy, like, and I had like requoted your retweeted what you tweeted yesterday and said that it's a to me it's a part of an oppressive thing again because of what he was trying to do and because of some of the impact that he was already starting to have. Like, I feel like he was a target because of that, and it's just like. Why can't people just let us have shit? Like, why? You know, like, why, why? And why go so extreme as to, like, take his life? Right. Like, what the fuck? He has a kid. He had a wife. Mm. I think he had another. He had two kids, I think. Did he have two kids? He had a a boy with Lauren London, and he had a, a girl. Yeah, he already had a girl. He had two kids, that's right. And so he was also a stepfather to her and Lil Wayne's baby. It's just it's just sad, and like I, I feel for her. Yeah, and then they they looked so happy. They was just a, such a really good because they was just so cute, and almost every video it was just them like. And then the timing of all this shit is so crazy because that GQ video just came out with their like, photo shoot like and, three four days ago, and then. They would, they had done something else recently. He had shot a video with DJ Khaled like three days ago. Apparently he was working on some stuff with a lot of people. I think Tiana Taylor said they were working on some stuff together. J. Cole was supposed to do some stuff with him. And that shit's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> let's go here I, I might have to cut back later but um so some of these conspiracy theories as I'm, I'm sure most of you know I am not a conspiracy theorist I do not believe in most conspiracy theories. I believe that people go out there to way to find some extreme master plan of why terrible shit happens. And sometimes it's just random acts of violence. Mm-hmm. Do you, I'm asking you <laughs> to explain something that we, there's no idea. Do you think there is some conspiracy theory of why he was killed? Yes, it did. It did. 
because like I said, it just feels like he was targeted. Yeah, but is it possible that he was targeted just because he he had haters like most successful people? Or was he targeted from a more powerful force, we'll say? I mean, think of think of everybody else kind of in the same line as him, like that we're doing like, you know, philanthropic type things and doing things to kind of boost the black community. Think of all the other rappers and former gangbangers that were doing shit like that, that are untouched. But a lot of them weren't posted up at the same store every day for the last 10 years. Everybody knew where Nipsey was. It's tons of people that went to his store and with video, he met and talked to everybody. So everybody knew where he was going to be. Yeah. So it's not really that far. So do you think that if like Jay-Z or Kanye kind of had the same kind of situation where they were just out in public? They wouldn't do that for that reason. But I'm saying if they did, do you think that that's something that would happen to them? I don't think Jay-Z could get touched. But that's also why Jay-Z doesn't put himself in certain situations to where you can touch him. I don't think Jay-Z could get touched either. But it's Kanye he, can't get touched at this point. With Nipsey, it was just different. But but you also have to realize that the fact that everybody knew where he was at. Yeah. You're being that accessible makes you accessible to violence also. Yeah. It's just like when he was at the B was it the B two wars last year? And he got into it with that dude and he slapped him. Oh, I didn't know about that. Or yeah. maybe I forgot about it. Like it was all over like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. But people, I think sometimes we look at people as being larger than life and not realizing, like on that biggie shit, nigga breathe same air as me. We all could technically get God. Yeah. But based on how some people move, they're not accessible like that to where it gives them a certain level of safety. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know. I don't either. It's hard to say. Now, Akeem, uh, me and Akeem were texting yesterday when we found out, and he was watching IGTV of uh, Tariq Nasheed and somebody else who I don't fuck with. But they were talking to people on the street, and they were saying it looked like an assassination. I don't know about that. A lot of people have been saying that. And a lot of people have been saying this because he was doing the documentary on Dr. CB and that's why he was killed. I've already discussed <laughs> how I feel about Dr. CB. But I do think it's kind of in bad taste. Not This isn't to Akeem, of course. But what some of the other people were saying is kind of in bad taste for that to be the first thing out of your mouth when somebody dies. That they were killed for this reason. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you don't fucking know. We Mm -hmm. don't even know who did it. Yeah. And then also, I ain't... No, fuck it. When you give a description of a 20-year-old black man living in L.A., that ain't helping nobody. Yeah. There's tons of niggas in L.A. that are 20. 
That's who they thought. They said the suspect was. Mm-hmm. They might as well have just been like, a, it was a nigger between the uh, ages of 20 and 80. Right. <laughs> Somewhere between five, five foot and seven foot tall. Yeah, I don't really know what to believe. But I think sometimes we make too much out of things. And it's been tons of legendary people who have been killed for by random acts of violence. Jam Master J was killed in his own studio. Um, Kevin Durant's adopted brother a couple weeks ago was killed outside the club that he was going in for his birthday. Damn. He wasn't a big known person outside of industry circles. He wouldn't make no documentary about Dr. CB. It's possible that Nipsey was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And somebody, for whatever reason, decided that they were going to kill him. But I don't think it's safe. I hate to do this. But the fact that he was in a gang. There's got to be at least some people who don't like that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm wary to say that stuff like the government killed Nipsey Hustle. Right. Like, like the government is paying attention to. Yeah. People don't. To our demographic for real. But on that note also, I retweeted, I believe it was like WAFF who said that uh, rapper Nipsey Hussle is killed outside of a store he's affiliated with. That's that subtle bullshit they they be doing to make somebody look less than what they are. Mm-hmm. You lead with rapper. If uh, if somebody else has done it, they would be like a philanthropic entrepreneur. Uh, Nipsey Hussle was murdered outside of his place of business. They know that if you say rapper that you're probably just going to assume that it was oh, it's gang a nigger. shit. It's a nigger. It's a, not only is it a <laughs> black man but it's 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 a black man involved in some gang shit. Yep. So their lives don't matter. Of course. So it was their fault. No. It's just sad. It's just really sad. He went out here trying to hurt nobody. He went out here beefing with nobody. I really feel for Lauren. Definitely feel for his kids. Yeah. Yeah, I feel sorry for uh for his children, his family, and everybody involved. Um I had pulled a couple of things I wanted to bring up. It's something about these celebrity deaths that just brings out the most dumbass people in the world. Like did you see that girl who said <laughs> The crazy thing is, I'm just now finding out Nipsey was following me. That makes me even more sad, bruh. Bitch, just hear that about you. That's to make you even more sad if you just now finding out. Clearly, you didn't even fucking care to begin with. Right. <laughs> you didn't realize that Nipsey goddamn hustle was following you? Oh, my God. But, yeah, one guy brought up, this was a good point. He was like, folks really playing telephone out here you know a telephone is mm-hmm. where where information has changed from each person, person. person. Said, niggas heard nipsey was creating centers for kids with a focus on stem fields and turned that into nipsey was creating centers 
for stem cell research to cure sickle cell in the black community, which is an actual tweet that I saw. Because another tweet that I saved was, did y'all know that Nipsey owned 18 businesses in L.A.? He was buying back Crenshaw little by little and creating stem cell research facilities so they would <laughs> could work towards creating a cure for sickle cell disease, which disproportionately affects black people. Okay. Man, niggas is dumb. And then, of course, he uh, put his SoundCloud right underneath. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate when people do that shit. And then also, here's another person laughing my ass off at the thought of being trained to use six rounds to take out one target. Like when people are like, oh, it's an assassination by the CIA. With a semi-automatic weapon, it's not hard to fucking kill somebody at close range. And I don't mean to be making light of it because it's not funny, but people say the dumbest shit without being like, it really? <laughs> like, uh, SEAL Team 6 had to go kill fucking Dipsy Hustle? That's the internet for you. But, yeah, these people out here are acting fucking crazy. Um, They were talking about Dr. C being there like, and he died of pneumonia, something that kills off old people very easily. <laughs> I just don't even understand the logic with some of you. All I can do is laugh at your ridiculous shit. You don't even have you don't even have American medicine to know this is uh, ridiculous. And then another person added, the man was 83. Who's going into the rainforest to kill an 83-year-old man? <laughs> More people in power know the dick gregory diet than dr cb which is very true it's true and uh folks weren't even on him like that after left eyes documentary but y'all get a hold of some internet graphics and suddenly he was an alchemist <laughs> well and then uh this guy saying the hood wouldn't do that the hood kills kids in broad daylight nigga or have you niggas forgotten about all the previous complaints you had about this place? Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, I see it all. I just, it's just, it's a lot. I don't know what to say. It's because we're trying to make sense of something that. That's what it is. is and I understand it from that point of view. But at the same time, it's got to be some like check to be like. Am I tripping? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm on my anxiety crazy shit and I'll text you and then you like, all right, explain it to me and why you're concerned. I'm like, oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Like, what's, why are you worried? <laughs> like, oh, huh. calm down. And now that I, I say this shit out loud, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Why would Huntsville police raid our podcast? <laughs> Which was an actual conversation I was having with her once. a whole fear. You had a whole anxiety breakdown over that. They know, bro. They know what? I was like, "Mm." right. Like, what do we have to hide for one? Words? We're fine. Everything's fine. Bro, the next day, I was at work. I was like, I was fucking tripping. I was like, son. And then, too, I was just like, am I ruthless or? Or am I just crazy? 
or do I need to be caring about some of the shit that Juice be caring about? Because I'll usually be like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. But sometimes, like, I just be assuming... Like, well, ain't nobody gonna listen to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We're doomed. <laughs> like, that's how my brain act. Ain't nobody gonna listen to this goddamn shit. If people would be, be asking listening. me questions. The hoes be listening. Oh, speaking of which, I might have to edit this out. Uh, I, I got a tw- uh, I was on Tinder, mm. and somebody I knew came up. Mm. So, I always do it like if it's somebody I know. <laughs> Normally, if I see people I know on Tinder or Bumble, I just block them. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> I always. I don't like, want to have this awkward conversation. And I might start doing what you did because they also liked me. And I got a message. It was Wasn't like, it awkward? It was like, go away, Juice. <laughs> I want to know who this was. Yeah, she's always just so supportive. I love her. That's <laughs> hilarious. Hey, girl. <laughs> Speaking of random uh, things also, the two other funniest moments with our friends have been, for one, when you did the thing on Facebook about how you hate hearing your voice every week yeah. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then when I said... When everybody was like, "No, like I like your voice, all this other shit," and I was like, "Yeah, and I sound like a serial killer," and Nick was like, oh, "An approachable yeah. serial killer, <laughs> bro." I thought about changing my Twitter to approachable serial killer. <laughs> I don't know if mm, anybody would have caught that. That might not go over well. It might not age well. <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck though. And then when I added the uh, the psycho GIF. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll be on another level. Y'all niggas don't understand. <laughs> Thinking moves ahead. The third funny thing that involved one of our friends is uh, on. What day was it? On Thursday night mm-hmm. after I had put the podcast up. Mm-hmm. I had a little sip because, you know, it was a certain anniversary. Mm-hmm. So. I'm feeling good that night. And so I'm getting in bed. 11.45. Motherfucking calls me. Juice, where you at? Like, bro, I'm at home. What are you? Are you in Huntsville? Yeah, what's up, man? Yo, we're about to go to the strip club. Like, yo, bro, you ain't text me all fucking day. (laughs) You text me at 11.45. To go to the strip club on a Thursday night. (laughs) That is so fucking random. Why was he in town? I don't know. (laughs) We never got to that point. It was just, no, nah, bro, come on. Spy Guy's coming too. <laughs> it's like Spy Guy's getting off at 12. I got to be at work at 8 in the morning. Yeah. And then he was like, no, nah, come on. It was like, do you, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, do you have another bed yet in Shabooms? I was like, bruh, no, I have the sofa bed. He's like, do you think it's big enough to fit me and another girl? Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, probably not. <laughs> Nigga, get a hotel room. You too grown for that shit. 
Bro, I ain't been in this house a week. Niggas already trying, trying to, to spend do the night with that. First, ain't nobody getting ass in this house before you get ass in this house. Right. I'm glad, bro. We on the same fucking page. Period. And I will let y'all niggas know when that shit happened. Because we like, got some cut last night. <laughs> like, some ATL shit. <laughs> yeah, nah. Fuck that. Oh, my God. That is such a selfish thing. And I'm going to edit this shit out. <laughs> That is such <laughs> some nigga shit. My shit. He is such a nigga. He is such a You ain't shit. <laughs> wow, he was really trying to bring somebody over here. We are not in college no more. Bro, I, t- I knew as soon as I got in this fucking house, it was go- we were going to revert exactly like we were in college again. No. We are not in college no more. That's not something that just needs to be popping off as soon as you move in. <laughs> the fu- I would be mad as hell if somebody <laughs> brings somebody to my goddamn house trying to get some ass. I ain't got no problem with that. On my sofa. But if you going to do that, it's a certain protocol that you should go through. Mm-mm, like, no. Ain't nobody getting ass in my like, house bro, with me. I'm me and sorry. my girl might come. Man, you can't be no cop block. No. Mm-mm. Mm. If it if I had a nigga and we were living together and like we invited like some friends to come and stay or whatever that were a couple that's one thing, but if I'm sitting in my bed alone, <laughs> you're not fit to get no ass. Sorry, man, you can't be a hater, bro. Nope, you can't just be out here uh, blocking. Mm-mm. You pull him a tumble. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Really? <laughs> like really? Maybe I'm just like from a fucked up like. A fucked up friend. I mean, group. it's a guy. It's a guy thing. I think. My only rule is, if that was to happen, do not fuck in my bed. Oh yeah, please never. Like I, that's some type shit that I would. We're not friends anymore. Ugh, we, I will never be close with any of my homegirls to have them fucking my bed or fucking their bed. That's just not. Mm-hmm. Not doing it. The old rule here was. <laughs> Wherever you sleep and you fuck, you got to wash them sheets. <laughs> Thank you. And clean my room. <laughs> shit. And why are you up? Do that shit you, know, you do, your parents do. Why are you up? Go and uh, give me a glass of water. <laughs> Somebody said, I can't wait to have kids just to tell them to do all my do shit. <laughs> that was a trending topic the other day. Or... What didn't you realize until you were older? And somebody was like, anytime my mom said she was going to hold my money, she wasn't keeping it. Mm. Bruh, I remember when I realized that shit, I was heartbroken. Like, all this fucking money that you'd been holding and I ain't never going to get? Never. Which I do think, not to judge Patricia Woods, but I do think that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> like, real shit. Because <laughs> I was... I was laughing at first and then I started thinking about it. I was like, that is really fucked up. Like, that's some toxic shit. It is. It is, it is a little. If I do have kids, I know people that have kids are going to say that everybody always says this, but that's one thing I will not do. Because Just that. Take their money from them. Yeah. To pay my bills and shit. Like, fuck you. Because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> somebody else had tweeted it. They were like, I remember when I asked my mom about it and she got mad at me. 
Like that's the part that makes it really talk because that also did happen with me. Been there, done that yeah. as well. And then they try to guilt trip you. Be like, I pay for all your shit. They got to tell you to have me. <laughs> I wonder if that's a black parent thing. I'm pretty sure it was because by some of the white responses in it, they were like, what kind of fucking parents do you have? <laughs> I don't know. If, that might just be a broke people thing, to be honest. And since a lot of black people grew up broke, why is it echoing like this? Because it ain't nothing in this room. <laughs> Damn. Because we in a fresh ass house. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a impoverished, I don't know, a poverty thing. Yeah. And since a lot of people grew up in poverty, then they carry on those things. Yeah, that used to happen to me too. I'd be like, remember when I got $100 from grandma? This is the one that got <laughs> me when I was. My great-granddaddy was a really wealthy man. And I had the pleasure of my great-granddaddy didn't die to my junior year of high school. He was 98. Damn. So I I got to know my great-granddaddy pretty well. So probably 10 years before he died, he gave all of his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He said, it's for your education. You get it when you uh, go go to college. Didn't take long uh, for me to realize that shit was not going to happen. Wasn't coming to you. Because my sister went to college probably three years after that. And she made it very known that she didn't get that. Hmm. So I took it upon myself when I'm about 13 to be like, yo, what is going on with this? And my mom lost it on me. But I wanted to fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not your money, mom. <laughs> I was there when he gave it to you, and I heard what he said. <laughs> Calling your mama out. Bro, she was mad as fuck. Oh. I had to pay bills to keep y'all uh, here or whatever. I was like, hey, man. Yeah, I where, hate that. Where my goddamn money at? What would you have done without this money? We was making it without this shit. <laughs> right? Why y'all got to use my money? But yeah, that did. That's my sister still bring that shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's some black people shit for real. Man, I'm about to edit this shit out. <laughs> One of my cousins gonna be listening. Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna come up at the next family reunion. Oh, ours is in July. I wanted to go, and then Mia really wanted us to go. But I, Doug's wedding is the week after that. Oh, yeah. So I can't take off like that. Mm. And then my bougie-ass fucking family is supposed to be going to goddamn Disney World in October. Ooh, I've never been to Disney World. That's just like $400 for a fucking ticket. That's why I've never been to Disney World. <laughs> Bro, I used to want to go. That's another black thing. I used to always want to go to Disney World. Me too. And mm-hmm. then we had the opportunity to go when I was in high school. This is this is how you fuck your kids up. So my mom was going for work. And she asked me and my brother want to go. But us knowing how she done done in the past with some of this shit. We like, man, we ain't even. <laughs> like, bruh. Nah. <laughs> I know how this shit go in. It's just gonna only end in disappointment. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what we were like, man. She ain't gonna. 
this woman is fraudulent. <laughs> we cannot trust her. And then she actually went to Disney World. <laughs> she played this. Without y'all. She played the low game. Years of disappointment. And it it ain't shit you could do as the kid except for just take it. I just took that L. I was like, fuck it. I, <laughs> I still want to go to Disney World. Oh, we going to go. As a grown ass 30 year old adult. Bro, I'm about to. I'm going to Magic Kingdom. I'm getting full. <laughs> Ooh, eat that good ass food. Mm. <laughs> Bro. I, like when I used to watch Roseanne, the episode where they went to Disney, and I saw where Dan went to all the uh, all the the world of beer shit. That's been a dream of mine since since I got to drinking age. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Disney World as an adult and fuck this shit up. Yeah, sounds like a good ass time to me. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it's just I gotta get in shape too for that shit because that shit's gonna get crucial. It's a lot of walking. Yeah. Hey, it's better to go as an adult. Yeah. This is actually going a lot more cheerful than I thought it would. <laughs> a lot of random things. Uh, we've had a lot of um, side conversations that are turning into actual shit, but that's fine. That's how podcasts go. Maybe that's what we should do. What? <laughs> like, actually communicate before we. <laughs> You're like, what's up? What's up with you? <laughs> That's why I should be angry. <laughs> no, it didn't. I mean, we normally communicate before we record. Yeah. But usually I, I don't go in detail with shit because I don't want it to, I want it to hit organically. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of backfires sometimes. So you be having way more mapped out to talk about than I do. And then the day we record always changes. It's just like we're recording right now. It's gonna be something crazy that's gonna yeah. happen tonight. That's why I, I quit trying to put too much focus on like different things. I just kind of wait for things to kind of come to me, and then and I try to. Also, the other thing is I don't want to timestamp something. Yeah. Which you can't worry about it. You can't get frustrated. And be like, "Fuck, we just turned off the microphones, and Trump's going to war with somebody." <laughs> exactly. It's random things. It's happen. just yeah. It's way too much that happened for on a daily basis to even try to like fit it all. Gonna take my horse to the old town road. Oh my god! Gonna ride till I can't no more. I could only listen to 30 seconds. And I was like, I don't know about this. Got the horses in the back. (laughs) I don't know about it. Bro, that song would go hard. I'm not going to say it's bad. I think it's just the accent. It's forced, but that's what makes it funny. Because the way he starts off the beginning... It's actually more in the country tradition than when he goes into the rap part. But. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Now you sound like the Billboard country people. No. Because they were like, they kicked it off the top 20. Uh, I don't even song. know about it. So. The only reason I know about it is because I have TikTok, even though I don't post shit on there because. The shit that be on there is so advanced compared to my 
the usage of the app so mm-hmm, far, mm-hmm. that I just be watching shit. <clears throat> but I kept wondering, who the fuck is this song? Every time I hear it, so and you gotta you gotta tell us what you're talking about. Oh, because <laughs> we haven't said it yet. I just sang the song. Everybody don't know that shit. I didn't know it. Okay, the song. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called "Old Town Road" by Little Nas X, who. As you can tell from that niggerish name, <laughs> is a black teenager. Yeah, when I saw the name, I was like, "That don't match." What is this? <laughs> what kind of weird experiment is this? Is the X supposed to mean ten? Like what? And then Nas X. And then Nas. Little Nas X. It's a lot going on. It just don't flow. It sounds like you're searching for identity, which I understand because, hell, we all were searching for identity. Right. I feel like that's not going to be the name that sticks for him. Right. (laughs) Can't be. Mm -mm. God, no, please don't let that be. Mm -mm. But uh, so he's had a song that has reached, I think, like 17 on the hot country list. And Billboard kicked him off of it for saying that he didn't meet the standards of country music. So how did he get on the list to begin with? Exactly. (laughs) We know what this is about, though. But I wanted to talk to because I agree. Well, go say what you what you know is about. Uh, race. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's more complicated than even that. I mean, it's more complicated. Because it has a trap element. That and modern country music is a lot influenced by hip hop. Yeah. And a lot of trap. Like that Florida Georgia line shit. Mm-hmm. That's if that's considered country, why can't this be considered country? True. Now, the race element. Now I did see some people just saying that, uh, they're just doing it because he's black. I don't think it's just because he's black, but I think it plays a part into it. Yeah. Um, country music has a long, weird relationship with race. Mm-hmm. Even back to uh, when Ray Charles covered uh, country standards and sounds of modern country and Western, which is one of the greatest albums ever. Uh and that, I think that was the first time a black man was on the Billboard top number one spot for country. Mm. And it wasn't another black man until Darius Rucker did it with uh, his cover of Wagon Wheel. Beyonce definitely should have been on there. Also that, and uh, she did... Uh, Daddy, daddy issues. Is it daddy's girl? Daddy's little girl. Lord have mercy. <laughs> we are blaspheming Beyonce, and we are sorry. And daddy lessons. I knew it was something close, but um. So when she did that on Lemonade, when it first came out, I was listening to it with Wendy, and she was like, "I was like, Beyonce's doing country." She's like. Is that country? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, as fuck. <laughs> like, what What do you think that is? She was yee-hawing in that motherfucker. Right. Like. 
And then, like, that's also because that's a mixture of, like, Houston country and Louisiana country, mm-hmm. which is different than, like, say, Nashville country. Because <clears throat> Nashville country is very polished and white. Like, essentially, that's it. Yeah. And, but then that's when makes this twist even crazier because she does the CMA Awards with the, with Dixie, the Dixie Chicks. Chicks. And they do a more Nashville sounding country song. White. (laughs) (laughs) A very, you know, uh, what do they say? Universal sound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because apparently the universe is white. (laughs) But uh, so they did that and people lost their fucking shit. Why? For one, because a lot of people are just coming back to the idea that Dixie Chicks weren't wrong in what they did. Mm -hmm. You know what they did? Um, when they said they were ashamed that George Bush was from Texas. Oh no, I don't remember. I don't. I didn't think that. This was right, right after the invasion of Iraq. So people boycotted and protested the Dixie Chicks. Okay, I forgot about that. They were kind of blacklisted for a long time. And then also after the Super Bowl thing with Beyonce, where she dressed up like a Black Panther, and they made the X like Malcolm X. She's a cop hater. Yeah, that's what I thought they were hating them behind because like they were more leaning towards uh, democratic standpoints. That definitely has something to do with it, but also they get mad anytime a black person is at the CMAs. Ludacris, who is very country, <laughs> was at the CMAs and they people were mad. When Lil Wayne was at the CMAs, people were mad. When was Lil Wayne at the CMAs? He performed with Kid Rock a couple years ago. Kid Rock and Willie Nelson. He just played the guitar. Mm. But uh, that does not sound familiar to me. Yeah. Um. Clearly, you ain't on your country shit. <laughs> or I just have really just put so many years out of my memory that I just don't. It's the drugs and drinking. <laughs> Maybe that's quite possibly true. <laughs> Yeah, this whole segment's about like, I have no memory. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's other, it's just like when Nelly did the, the song with Tim McGraw. Yeah. And people got mad. But you can have somebody like Jason Aldean do uh, Dirt Road, and that's a country trap song. He's literally rapping in it. And that was at the top of the billboard. Of course. And then you have people like Sam Hunt, who makes pretty much country rap. Mm-hmm. You have Kane Brown, who was mixed. Mm. But him and I can't remember the other guy. They were. The, it was the first time in one year that it was two black men at the top of the country music awards. I mean, country, the number one uh, songs in the country category. And people were mad about that. And Kane Brown came out and said, but he deleted the tweet that it's people in Nashville that would not work with him because he's black. And that's crazy because he's mixed. So you would think that he had a little bit more. I mean, to some people it does, but to some people still, he's just a light-skinned black person. Right. (laughs) Still nigga. Right. (laughs) Once again. (laughs) And then, I mean, 
But I mean, come on now. You got to know the history of music and the history of country. When he has his cowboy hat on, you wouldn't <laughs> really be able to. When, right. When his hair is covered, but he But that's looks, the thing. He doesn't. He dresses like a nigga. A preppy nigga. <laughs> you all know that nose. You can't hide. That's that's us. <laughs> <laughs> this is us. We know our people. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So country has always had that little weird thing. And so the idea is that it's a lot of... Uh, It's a lot of Nashville politics. They're going against it because you know Nashville is on. Nashville is country headquarters. Do you mean racism? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, more specifically the the politics of what is country. The, yeah, the standards of what makes a country song country. Right. Like we don't have a strict. There's, but the thing is, there's no strict interpretation of what that is. Right. It's just like with hip hop. There's no, there's no strict interpretation of what is or isn't hip hop. I just feel like if there are specific, if there are main elements of a genre in a song, then it could be a part of that genre. Period. Right. That's why we have so many like cross genres. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying K-pop and like you know like. And then that's what. <clears throat> I, now the interview that they had with him, I think in Rolling Stone mm-hmm. of Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. He seems like a pretty bright kid, and he was—he wasn't—he was playing the politics game. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to step on no toes, I guess. But he was like, "It's just country rap or country trap. It's just another subgenre, right? That's all it is." And then, so like, he went from pretty much almost being homeless to being successful and having a record deal. So he's just happy to be out here. So he's not going to interpret it any way other than that well i feel like that's always going to happen with music though where as new genres keep being created like trap is the newest thing in in rap and hip-hop there's just always going to be things that come out of that that the academy or who the fuck ever is doing all this voting and whatever putting people on the charts is going to take a while to come around to yeah and then the other thing is, like, based on these defining genres, Charles Barkley had this thing when LeBron was in Miami and he was playing a, essentially a point forward, which to most people sounds like a made-up thing I just made up. But a point forward is just essentially using the the, the elements of being a point guard. And a forward. And, yeah. Because the nigga's 6'8 and was 270 at that point. Mm-hmm. And Charles Barker was talking about it. He was like, positions are really only for people that don't know basketball. Mm. That's it. Genres are essentially for people who don't know anything about music. Right. When you're, when you are just act like genuinely creating just to create, you're not trying to just stick up under one. Mm-hmm. Genre. Right. It's not like, let me make a good country song. Right. Let me make a good uh, pop song. When you know the game of basketball, you playing whatever part you need to play to get the job done. Right. So. Whatever the team needs. So I definitely, that's like what he said is 
definitely like 100 percent because that did always uh stick with me because I, I remember i would have conversations about lebron being a point forward mm-hmm. and people would be like what the fuck are you talking that? about yeah and then like they would try to clown you and then somebody else would be like no that's a real it, thing it actually makes sense <laughs> right <laughs> and then i don't want to keep mentioning joe button's podcast but they they were having a discussion on they what have some it, good discussions. Yeah, but sometimes that he be wild. He be wilding, but they have. It's good that he has people like Rory and um, Parks. Yeah, to kind of Maul every now and then. <laughs> Maul be on the fence. Did you listen to any of the stuff where they were talking about pop? Mm-mm, I haven't. I haven't listened to them in a while. They were essentially talking about uh, what is pop, mm-hmm. and more so Joe Button's point of view was. Pop actually doesn't mean anything. It's just a code word for Popular. being acceptable to white people. Basically, yeah. Mainstream. Uh, to right. Me. That's what pop is. But the idea that white culture is mainstream, it's like it's codified language. That's what he was trying to get at. But he was getting angry at it. <laughs> so he wasn't explaining that. So they literally had like two different podcast episodes where he had to go back and explain what he was trying to say. That's one thing that kind of gets me with, with watching them or listening to them. It's like when he gets angry and he goes down his like <laughs> emotional rabbit hole. And it'd, it'd be like a 30 minute thing. <laughs> it's tiring like, about nothing. Okay, Joe. <laughs> like pull it back. Let's get back. They like every now and then they say shit I don't agree with. But like for the most part, they have good conversation. And like you said, it's balanced. Yeah. But yeah, that nigga definitely was getting emotional. He be in his feels about a lot of shit. Like he was explaining what they and then Rory asked him something. And you know that thing like in cartoons where people were like, <laughs> start doing that. <laughs> no, literally like 80% of their shows is Joe being emotional and having rants. But that's what he's always been. That's why. He's it, always been an emotional ass nigga. Yeah, it's just like when he was crying on TV like a couple weeks ago for no reason. What the fuck was he crying on TV for? Because uh, he was talking about De La Soul, which we could also talk about one day because I'm sure that's not going anywhere. But essentially, De La Soul is uh, their music hasn't been on digital streaming streaming because of some outdated contract that they signed back in the day that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So Tommy Boys finally got the rights to make it a stream and they're only getting 10% of all the money from it. That's fucked up. Can yeah. they not re um they're fighting it now. Contract? And I think Jay-Z is Jay-Z is blocking the release on title until they get it figured out cuz you know Jay-Z is just out here doing noble king like things. Ain't he? Shout out to Jay-Z. Um, they won the um. They won some shit at the NAACP. Mm-hmm. I think awards. She, I think he won the president's award, which I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> but congrats. <laughs> and Beyonce won something. Congrats. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but and then they won the the Glad you know them being good niggas basically them being uh good allies and i saw some people have a beef with that but you know that's all subjective i'm not going to tell somebody how they should feel especially when it affects their community but how do you feel about the chris rock thing now that we're there chris rock thing wait let me go back one second (laughs) oh with the joe button thing i was getting at 
he was crying on TV because of what happened with De La Soul. Them only getting ten percent. So oh he was gosh. like, "What is?" He was like, "What is somebody like me, Joe Button, supposed to do?" <laughs> well, that's another. That's one of his problems too. Is he like to make everything about himself? No, but he was like, he was like, "What am I supposed to tell the kids now?" Like he said, "If I don't know my situation." How are the kids now going to be affected? And he started crying. You know what it is? Joe Biden's light-skinned as fuck. Like, he's emotionally very light-skinned. He makes everything about himself. <laughs> or like his beef with Drake for all these years. Drake ain't beefing with Joe Biden. Drake does not even care what Joe Biden is doing. But that's what makes it funny, though. I think Joe Biden has an inflated sense of self. Yeah, but that makes him a great personality it does it's entertaining but it's just also slightly it, it, annoying and it also makes you probably a trash human being but i'm not here for that i'm not looking for joe Bo- joe button for a moral stance i'm here to be entertained this is true but which leads me to this well how you feel about the chris rock Je- jesse smollett thing I don't at the NAACP what? awards chris rock came out to present with somebody and he he was like you know, like when you're playing double dutch and you're about to jump in and you're waiting and you're trying to get the rhythm down. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. You could tell he wanted to tell a Jesse Smollett joke. And he's like, I promised him no Jesse Smollett jokes. I promised him no Jesse Smollett jokes. And he's like, what was he thinking? <laughs> he said, that's a, that's a waste of good light skin. Oh, and then like he just kept going. And so, <clears throat> of course, these sensitive-ass Twitter niggas, oh God. like, oh, are we going to forget about the time that he let uh, Louis C.K. say nigger in oh front of him? God, here we go. We should cancel him. Oh, and then, like, here people, we go. Man, that cancel shit is about to go away. It's, it's getting on my it, fucking nerves. Yeah, because I was, I was at one point, like, now I'm just like, man, I don't believe in that shit. Y'all doing too. Now it's just like, come on. <laughs> I am not a member of your cult. <laughs> cancel cult. Like, and then this, this one girl retweeted. She was like, we should cancel him. I was like, good luck with that shit. <laughs> How the fuck you go cancel a top five comedian of all time for telling jokes about a nigga who lied about a hate crime? Like, like we you, all know that it's a lie at this point. Right. Like, it's... Like people are trying to get these tweets off, hoping to go viral, and then too it'd be different if like Jesse had it. Jesse didn't suffer through anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's this it is all free but, game. This is free game. Yeah, He's this is something that we should be able to laugh at at this point. Exactly, and us being sensitive about it is only gonna make us look stupid. Stupid as hell. I stand like I love Yara, Yara Shahidi. But she was like, I stand with Jesse Smollett. I'm like, come on, baby girl. <laughs> I mean, we all stand like, with him, but we know that he lied about this shit. So I don't stand with that nigga. Fuck you. Let's uh, <laughs> move on. We got to be able to take a joke. Not to get on that Daniel Caesar shit where it was like, we have to be able to quit being sensitive. I'm not saying that Uncle Tom ass shit. <laughs> I'm saying if a nigga lied about getting beat up and put a noose around his neck and put bleach on himself. And then almost went to jail for 16 felonies. I'm laughing about that shit. Thank you. 
Because if not, I'm just going to get angry like I was on that one episode at the fact that the nigga was alive. And he went light on Jesse Smollett. He could have went in. He was testing the waters to see how far how he far could go. How far he could go, yeah. And they kept showing uh, Issa Rae and uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah was dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Like getting out of his seat laughing, and so, some other people were looking like I don't know if I should laugh on camera. Yeah, but that's what makes it funny. It's because we know that y'all that y'all think this shit is funny, right? Everybody's just nervous right now because it's too soon. But but this shit like like this shit is self inflicted though, right? Like he did this. That's what I'm saying. He didn't suffer anything from anybody at the hands of anybody else. This is all him. He fucked this shit up for himself. We should yeah. be able to laugh at this shit. Because number one, he's getting off scot-free. Like, he ain't got nothing to worry about other than trying to keep his career intact at this point. And, bro, that nigga said he was the gay Tupac. That shit. <laughs> uh, that shit is so fucking lame. Like, we should all be able to laugh at that, if nothing else. That nigga went on Good Morning America crying. That cheesy ass. Ugh. Bro, we... The gay Tupac. Get the fuck out of here. We ain't... Like by being against a black person doesn't mean we're being anti-black or being a tool of uh, white supremacy. Right? No, it's call this nigga out. Yeah, you still fam, but you fucked but up. But you nigga. did some dumb shit. We so. all got dumb, dumbass fucking cousins that they still our fucking family. But they just showed up at the but party. But we still gonna clown you for doing dumb <laughs> <Right>? shit. <laughs> hey, yo, you remember that time this nigga did? <laughs> It'll blow over like everything else eventually. But right now, we gonna get these jokes off, nigga. <laughs> like you could tell, people are being disingenuous with the the whole cancel culture thing. Yeah. Now I was I, I was fighting people being like we can't cancel people at first, but the because i felt like it was an overreaction but it ended up going to the place that people that we're at now where you can't cancel people even people that need to be canceled it doesn't mean anything and you also can't be sensitive about a dumbass nigga doing dumbass shit and let's and us calling him on it Mm -hmm. that's literally all that this is let us laugh laughing is therapy Honestly, it's going to help us to get over it. It's going to help take the weight off some of it. Like, right. Like, And then plus, this is the other part where I don't feel bad for this nigga. You took historical elements of our own uh, oppression. Yes, for gain. And you got caught. <laughs> we ain't got nothing for you. Right, like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel no kind Maybe you, you should have thought about that before you made up that lie. For you out here uh, crying wolf. And then people were still out here being like, we're not looking for the real... Like, what did he say? He said some OJ-like statement where he was talking about um... Like he won't just come out and admit that he fucking lied. That like, bro. Did. Like, just apologize and let's all move on. Right. But you acted like this shit didn't happen. Like, he went from being unknown to white people to being that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never want to be that guy. Um, Janet Jackson was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. And that also means that literally, I think every member of the Jackson family, except for Reby and Latoya, 
Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck that. <statistic. laughs> it's like damn, because you forget that it's a lot. And of it's them a niggas. lot of them. It's like the wayness. Yeah, yeah, like it's just always a new one somewhere that we like, don't know about. Like, who your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who your people now? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but. Hell, they should might as well induct the whole goddamn Jackson family, family as one. At this point, I mean, Michael's in there twice, and give the Jacksons the, their thing. The other brothers and Janet are now in there. That's pretty fucking dope. If you ask me, have you listened to any Michael since? Uh, <laughs> Not intentionally. Immediately. So. But that also means that I can fully support Janet Jackson now as a Janet Jackson stan, which I've always been a Janet Jackson stan. I love Janet Jackson. I love everything about her. Her style, the way she moves in life. Like, she doesn't put too much of her life out here. only question I got is, why does everyone in their goddamn family got the same voice? <laughs> Strong genes. I want to thank my brother. Michael or Janet. Literally. <laughs> I guess it's just a genetic thing. Tito, uh, Tito and Jermaine sound the same fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest Chris Rock joke of all time is when he said, now I gotta watch Jermaine Jackson with the play-by-play. Is it me or does Jermaine Jackson not look like the greasiest nigga? <laughs> <laughs> it's that damn curl. <laughs> yeah. No, and then the face, like, he put, that nigga he put, do be oily as that hell. nigga put Vaseline everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that dude. Chris Rock was like, <laughs> the police are chasing him. He'll slip out of their grips. They're like, somebody put sand on that nigga. <laughs> oh my god! How you gonna cancel Chris Rock when he come up with shit like that? <laughs> I'm never canceling Chris Rock. Yeah, even if he do something wrong, fuck that shit. No, I mean not anything. Right. Well, it's just like with the Kanye thing. In hindsight. <laughs> This me getting back on my standship. New album coming out soon, baby. Look, I mean, he compared to some of our other icons. <laughs> you can make the case that maybe we shouldn't cancel Kanye. Hmm, is that how you feeling? That's until he says the next dumbass shit. But no, I don't think I fully canceled Kanye. <clears throat> I guess what made me think about it was like since I moved out. And I got all this Kanye stand shit. And I'm like, I kind of want to display this shit. I think it's been enough time passed from the whole slavery was a choice thing. <laughs> do you th- do we think he's learned his lesson, though? He learned enough to stay off social media. I think that's what he's learned. He's about to be able to keep up with Kardashians more. They said. I know. I saw a clip on Twitter. The only thing is, you're gonna, you know you're going to get the play-by-play from all this other shit with the spin on it. Mm-hmm. Kanye wasn't saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see these Kanye interviews with them, where Kanye is gonna be like in front of the green screen giving these interviews. <laughs> and shit, that shit's gonna be fascinating to me. That nigga can't follow no script. <laughs> <laughs> Must see. Well, and also the whole idea that Kanye is now suing his publisher. Uh, his publishing company. What? For yeah, what? to get all his masters. Oh, 
And EMI, literally, you can't make this shit up. EMI has in his contract, he can never retire. Sounds like a choice. It's an evil world we live in. (laughs) They literally say he cannot take an extended hiatus or retire. What um, constitutes an extended hiatus? Do you know? I believe a couple years without making music. Hmm. Like, they say that music has to be his number one income. Like, pretty much that's his job. Well. But I think that's a hard thing with any kind of parent. Yeah. It's just like we were talking about with uh, our, pa- our our mom was stealing from us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody did that shit to them. <laughs> and they are projecting that hurt on <laughs> to us and our pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of being a parent. Yeah. Like, I was talking to my sister about that once, and she was saying, she was like, sometimes she'll look and she'll be like, man, I messed up <laughs> my kids in certain ways. Now, certain things she didn't do based on the ways that she was messed up mm-hmm. as a kid. But I think that's part of, I think that's what makes you a decent parent, that you're aware of certain weaknesses you have. Mm-hmm. And then the weaknesses that you find out you have over time, you try to alter that. Cover them up. Or- because you're not going to be perfect. But you also have to be willing to admit that you're not perfect. And that I think that's that's... I think it's hard for parents and children because I think as a child, you look at your parent as as perfect and as the superhero that's supposed to save you from anything and protect you from anything. And then as you get older, you kind of you start realizing that your parents are people. Right. <laughs> as, as I also think about that sometimes because I'm 30. Dennis Wood Sr. had three children under the age of what, 25? Three children under the age of nine at 30. Yeah. That's crazy. I think about like my life right now. I couldn't imagine having three children and a wife. Especially with the oldest being nine. Yeah. Like you had her when you were a fucking baby. Like my mom was 18 when she had Maria. Yeah. They, I mean, they were good parents. They made mistakes just like everybody else. But I guess I was thinking about this because when I was moving out of my apartment, my dad just showed up and started helping. Aww. I didn't call him or nothing. He was just there. He took off a day and just helped me. Aww. Now, Dads. when he was here, when he was there, we didn't say more than two uh, two sentences to each other. <laughs> but he was at least there for hours. Yeah, like the. Uh, like the ongoing story of our relationship since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's just not talking to you. <laughs> so after I packed up everything there and the movers came, they brought the stuff here. My fucking dad just showed up. I didn't call him or nothing. That's cute. Shout out to dads. My dad came and helped me out on Friday when I was getting my tires. So, and I, <laughs> I ended up having a conversation with because I don't really... I'm not going to say that I don't really talk to my parents because I talk to them, but they don't know like the ins and outs of my everyday life and they don't know 
you know, if ever I'm feeling, whenever I get on the podcast and I'm talking about how I'm stressed and how I'm just in a funk, they don't know about that kind of stuff. And what had happened was um, the tires were just a little bit more than I thought they were going to be after tax and everything. That shit sucks. And I was like, I hey, need bro. some help. <laughs> Remember that money you stole from me? <laughs> like, I, I told my dad, I said, if I pay for these tires right now, I'm going to be broke for like the next couple weeks. And so he was like, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. And then he, you know, we were sitting down in the in the waiting area just kind of talking about stuff. And he was just asking, you know, what's been going on? And I was able to, like, tell him about the whole, like, student loan thing and, like, the bank thing, which was some fucked up shit. I got to talk about that. Um, and he was just like, man, like, you know, we don't ever be knowing what, you know, what be going on and stuff. And that's why sometimes, you know, we might say things to you about you know doing more or doing better and and we get confused when you know you lash out or whatever and because I told them I said y'all don't be knowing like what I have going on in my head sometimes and sometimes you know I get home and y'all just attacking me on like what I'm not doing and I'm <laughs> right. like chill my nigga. give me a chance to get in the do-. like that happened to me I walked in the door one day and my mom was like when you gonna give us some more money I was like damn <laughs> can I get to my room shit so like we gonna make it sound like our mamas are just stealing <laughs> no and that it's not they mean well they're trying to raise upstanding citizens but they don't hear the way they sound sometimes <laughs> but so i was just telling him about everything and um he I'm was just kind of like sympathizing and like you know we didn't know and and you know like i know you trying and you doing really good and just kind of like re you know encouraging me and stuff and just shout out to dads shout out to dads Auburn is fucking in the final four for the first time in fucking ever Mm -hmm. or damn I'm not even gonna lie I was really excited for y'all yo we've been out here balling Yo, Stan had money on the game the other day. He was cheering for Auburn. He's an Alabama fan. He was like, come on, Auburn. <laughs> we fly. No lie. You know this. Boy. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're playing. I don't. Man, that last game was. That shit had me angst. Stressed. And I ain't no Auburn fan at all, but I was just like, God. I was at work like, Jesus. I was scared they were going to choke this shit away. Take the wheel. Because it was like. They, I, I knew they were going to go in the OT, too. I called it. I was like, this is going to be an OT game. Like, once it started being, like, way more, like, back and forth, I was like, this is going to be an OT game. After they went in overtime, I told Sam, I was like, I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> because usually, like when you have a team against the ropes like that, mm-hmm. you need one one play to go your way to beat them. If not, the better team will probably win. Overcome, yeah. And it looked like Kentucky was the better team. Because that fourth I mean that uh the end of the second half, y'all started doing some strange shit. <laughs> it was like what the f- did they forget how they like I think it's one of those things to where You've been playing so good that you're you just, just clicking. Start to relax. Yeah, and no, you start playing more conservative mm-hmm. as you, like as a tight game gets along. And mm-hmm. when you play more conservative, you're not playing the way when you were relaxed. You were playing because hmm. now you have something to lose. Before you were just trying to prove these assholes wrong. 
I can see that. And then uh, y'all niggas got in foul trouble and shit. Yeah, it was stressful. But that's what being an Auburn fan means. It's just being stressed. Yo, Chris, <laughs> Chris's tweets have been the funniest shit in the fucking world. <laughs> when he said, oh boy, could murder somebody and they were still calling on Auburn. <laughs> I almost retweeted that. <laughs> And, or the one, this is the one that I laughed at. It was, I think, I think we all were, y'all were one of 32 teams. And he was like, the last time, oh, it's after we, after Alabama fired Avery. And he was like, the last <laughs> time uh, Alabama hired somebody because Auburn was beating them, they got Nick Saban. So I fully expect Phil Jackson to be in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. <laughs> And it was like one of those moments where I can't even hate on this shit. I was like, that shit is funny as fuck. Funny. And very accurate. Funny because it's true. Yep, because they flew Saban in like a motherfucker. Quick AF. And they were like, oh, the president's here. <laughs> I wonder it, how many years Saban got left in them. I'm going to say less than five. I mean, that nigga is. He I'm up a, there. If he wanted to, he could go another 10, but I feel like. It'd be like a bear situation where they force him out towards the end, and then that nigga just died, died. a year later. Yeah. Like, I should live. Who it's did a, that? It was Bear. A, yeah, was it Bear Bryant? Yeah, wasn't it like a month after he retired, he ended up dying? No, that was Joe Paterno. Yeah, oh. Joe Paterno uh, got kicked off. I mean, he got fired, and then he was dead in a couple months. Mm. Um, but that happens a lot. Eddie Robinson at Gremlin also, I don't think he lived much longer after he was. It's like they just know, like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Eddie Robinson lived longer. He got sick. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I think he got Alzheimer's. Oh. But, yeah, shout out to Auburn, man. Yeah. I really hope we fucking. Ooh, I don't want to jinx it. I'm just, just shout out to Auburn. <laughs> If y'all saw how nervous she is, just I'm like, bro, the game ain't going on right now. Why are you nervous? Stressed. <laughs> I'm excited, but also stressed. Like, I want to go get some gear. I need a Final Four shirt. Bro, Charles Barkley is living his best, best fucking motherfucking life. life. Do you hear me? That beam is so fucking funny. Like, what school are you go to? <laughs> I had to post that shit. Bruh, <sighs> like, it's dope to see your friends happy. Now, Audrey was all upset. I bet she was. Isn't she a Kentucky fan? Yeah, she went to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's why she put that shit. She's like, like, PSA to my friends at home that went to Auburn. I'm I'm glad you're excited, but please understand. (laughs) (laughs) I am upset. (laughs) Because she lives and dies in Kentucky. Yeah. I'm so proud of her, too. Yeah, she's doing good. She doesn't know me personally. I don't really know her either. I just know who she is. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she was younger than us. So I we started hanging out with Audrey after we were in college because she would come over to like Colton's house or here and hang out with us. And then we would always put her on new music and stuff. Like, she's always been a music head. Yeah. Like, we put her on uh, Reasonable Doubt. And shit, so she'd be just riding around with us, and we playing just old school shit, putting her on, and she's always been very like cool and shit. But uh, yeah, she's out in Vegas doing her thing. 
Got a little radio show. Yep. That's what's up. <laughs> Do you ever watch her videos with the the T? Uh-uh. She has like a uh like a video uh show. Like she's so fucking crazy. That's funny. I used I to see some of her like snippets that she puts like on Instagram but not like I, <laughs> I I used to joke on her call her my around the way girl because like when she first started hanging out with us, she would dye her hair a different color. But she always stayed in a pair of Nike Dunks <laughs> with different colors that matched her hair. I was like, are you matching your hair to your sneakers? I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, this was an accident. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then she would call me Winnie the Juice. Winnie the Juice. Oh, that's cute. Because. Because you're a teddy bear. You're like a teddy bear. You're like, Winnie the Juice. I <laughs> never even would have noticed that. It's just like every now and then when she tweets me, she says Winnie, but people never catch it because it's only me and her. I never would have noticed that. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend, Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.